This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the bonus episode. Ooh, mm, we have a song. Right. After the episode is the bonus episode. <laughs> really? You, what, what you haven't that, spoken yeah. for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rehearsing it under my breath. Yeah, you That's have really a notebook. Cool. You read that. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> There's so many drafts. <laughs> uh, but guys, thank you for getting us up to, we're up to 400 reviews and climbing. We said if we got to 400 reviews, we would do an episode where we answered your guys' questions about the campaign or D&D in general. We and, keep our promises. And we keep our promises. We're good people. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so why don't should we just kick it off and get right into a yeah. question? Yeah, well, I would love that. Person. Cool. So I've organized some Fuck here. It. Episode four spoilers. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We record the episodes in blocks. So I had to I had to prep these guys before we started today not to give spoilers for things that happen. Right. Well, I got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Hard one kills Denny. Is this <laughs> Denny comes back? I yeah, I would never kill Denny. I like Denny's character so much. He was. King of the Bullywogs. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> cool. So, guys, um, people asked us questions on the uh, Not Another D&D subreddit. Podcast subreddit. Yeah. Uh, you can check it out at our Not Another D&D Podcast or on Twitter at hashtag NADPod. That's two Ds. That's two Ds, and baby. And one pod. And one pod. Yeah. Two Ds up top. Uh, one D at the end. <laughs> right. Three collective <laughs> Someone D's. Someone is like it's... very confused at their computer. <laughs> That's NatBot with two D's, one D at the end though, and then an A in the front, and then uh, and an N first, and a P right in the middle. And that's how you spell. <laughs> Fucking love to spell. <laughs> Dope. So we're going to get to as many questions as we can. If we uh, didn't get to your question, I-, I think we're still going to go on the subreddit and we'll try to answer as many as we can. I'm yeah. gonna, I'll be on there. I can't speak I for these, that. Let's do that. these freaking ragamuffins. I always read the subreddit. All right. First question comes from Mike T on Twitter. He says, I'm curious how you all decided on which race slash class you were going to be. Did you just pick the one that sounded coolest? Was there any conscious collaborative effort made to balance the party? What, if any guidance, did Murph provide? Hmm. Murph provided jack shit. Um, <laughs> I write I, his DM I actively encourage you guys not to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I texted with Murph a little bit about my character. I, I, I played... 
I, I played, derailed Caldwell. Yeah, that's true. That was um, I had an, initially was just going to play like a pretty straight up druid. Uh, I think I was still going to do a halfling druid, but I was going to do a druid that was a boy scout. I knew I wanted to be a boy scout, but I was you had already be... kind of created the green teens. You were going to exactly. do the green teens, but you were going to be a druid, right? But then Emily druid read is just like a normal sized person. No, 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 no. A what druid's a, druid? a class. <laughs> a, oh, you play with a druid. Emily is a druid. Like, I thought he's like, a druid. Oh, half, oh, Moonshine's a druid. Although yeah. Moonshine is a pretty funky druid. So it's just like druid. a magic person. Person. Yeah, but uh, Moonshine's a pretty funky druid because she can actually deal some damage. Because I was reluctant to play a druid because I play a druid in another campaign, and I was like, I already play a druid, and my druid isn't that powerful. I'm worried about having like just three people, and like one of them is a druid. But then I read about the Circle of Spores druid, and I was like, that's pretty. And then you had to text Caldwell (laughs) and tell him that he couldn't be a druid anymore. I floated. I thought you were a halfling druid, or no? I'm a halfling uh, green paladin. Paladin, Paladin, yeah. Is a paladin a race? No. No, a paladin's a class. Yeah. (laughs) I'm learning along with the listeners. This you're doing I, a good job, like on the podcast. You're very entertaining. You're <laughs> you're playing the game pretty pretty intelligently. Appreciate yeah. that. It's amazing that you don't know anything. I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, well, you that's why I character. chose I chose a human because right. I was afraid of like all the pe- the spells and the potions and all the well. The, well, the human shit. can still be a wizard. Oh no! We just we <laughs> are, uh, your your class is fighter. You chose fighter because of right. that. I, I I mean Murph gave me a lot of guidance. Clearly, as anybody so, listening can tell. Yeah, I was gonna say to go back to the original question. We were here when you chose when uh, Jake chose his character, uh, his race and class. He knew he wanted to be human, like Aragorn. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> then really Murph was probing you, being like, well, what do you want to do? Like, basically saying, like, oh, do you want to be this kind of class? Do you want to be this kind of class? And you were like, I just want to be really cool and do that <laughs> stuff. And you, and then Murph was like, do you want to be, like, a champion? And you're like, yeah, a champion. <laughs> yeah, that, that really is it. Yeah, there's a I, sub- just, I waited for buzzwords. <laughs> There's a subclass of fighter that is is really the easiest class to play, which is uh, at level three, you, you can take the champion subclass, and all it means is that you critical hit easier, you get more attacks earlier. It's just, it's the easiest class, and also it really plays into hard one's personality, which is great. It yeah. makes it very easy to be your friend. If uh, just... if it makes any, if it clears anything up, when I was in college, I my math credit was uh, elementary school uh, math for teacher, like teaching uh, major people. Oh. I hadn't declared, so I was allowed to take that as a math credit. <laughs> so I just learned, I relearned like my multiplication table. Wow. So it's like when I you do- I always take the path of least resistance. That is so funny. Wait, was, were your like final like tests, or, like did you have to like host a math class for <laughs> so, the rest of the class? Uh, the sad truth to this is that I didn't go to my final because I skipped everything and I got an F in the class. Hell yeah. You got an F in elementary math. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Jake, the teachers get to look at the answers. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's I know. It's crazy. I had a final and I had a D in the class. And then instead of taking the final, I just went home for summer early. <laughs> That is a level of not Look giving at a now. fuck I wish I could achieve. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but weird. Caldwell, you're. I feel like Beverly was kind of a happy accident because you yeah. you became a paladin as sort of a concession right. to <laughs> em, to Emily. But uh-huh. I think Beverly wouldn't be as good if he wasn't a little paladin. No, I think making Beverly a strong boy really worked in his favor. <laughs> it's it's. Would so he have not adorable. been a boy if he was a druid? Um, he no, have, you were going to make him a little man. Uh, no, I think he was always going to be a boy. He was always going to be a boy scout. Uh, but I think that by leaning into him being a strong boy, it got a little more into what I really wanted him to be, which is just a little anime character. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and by having him be like this nice little strong boy, he's basically like he's basically the protagonist of every shonen anime. He's yeah. basically just Deku from My Hero, but like since he's a halfling, he'll always just be a sweet little guy. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, that brings us to another question. I kind of have these organized, so we're quasi on topic. That's the DM. In Weird. <laughs> Very nice. Should we be rolling? Not, I value order. Okay, <laughs> we should um, at least be rolling for who answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would actually be really fun. I don't have my dice with me. I don't have my dice All right, with so me. let's just everybody right, so guess what just, they would have yeah. rolled. Uh, I think I just got a 20. Okay, wow. That's really good. I got a 25 because I have plus five to whatever I roll. Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, you do. so um, Theo Dudley from Reddit asks, Hey guys, my question is for everybody. Are your characters expressions of yourself to some extent, or are you more into the idea of playing a character completely unlike your real self? I feel like I could answer for everybody, yeah. right? <laughs> Go for it. You're such a good boy. <laughs> Aw. And you literally are a hick elf. <laughs> yeah, the weird thing was- and I've been growing my beard on purpose since we started playing. I'm right. trying to be hard one. I did buy two pairs of overalls the other day. <laughs> You, Emily Emily has been wearing so much overalls. And eating more mushrooms. Hey, don't yeah. sell me out. I have been eating more mushrooms. And you've got the cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think that what I when I was gonna play Moonshine, I remember having this really big debate in my head, which I when I voiced it out to Murph, it sounded insane. Which is that I was like, I think I really want her to be because a lot of other D and D play uh, characters I play are like really angsty or you know, really staunchly about something else. Or, you know, like uh, I've got like a really, I don't know how to describe her, a really uh, religiously close-minded cleric that I play. Um, And uh, and I wanted to play this one like super sweet. I was like, should I play a real sweetheart? And like, you originally yeah. wanted to name her Sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, wow. please. I'm so glad you went with that. I can't imagine playing with like. You guys do have a it. great group dynamic because your your characters all have, you know, character flaws and personalities, but none of you are like the angsty rogue who doesn't want to work with anyone. It right. always oh. just leads to fucking a bad game. We're all very enthusiastic. I will say that is the one thing that ties all of my characters together is that I'm very obsessed with party. Like, I, I am incapable of playing a character that's like, I don't know if I want to be traveling around with you guys. I'm, yeah. I'm always like, cool, we're family now. I've immediately met <laughs> right. you, and you are now under my wing. I saw a lot of comments about people waiting for the episode where I slip up and call Hard One and Moonshine <laughs> Mom and Dad. <laughs> that really like, I mean, in the first episode, too. we become your scoutmasters. Exactly. You guys are pretty much his parents. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what? Going back to that question of the Moonshine thing, is like, well, first off, one thing is, like I really, I relate to her hospitality. I love cooking for other people, and I love like, uh, I love getting everyone together. But I also, she, she like desperately does not want to be a mother, even though she loves family. 
And so, Whoa. like, I would say that's true about me. So I think I think that all the stuff with uh, Beverly and Moonshine, it's just like she gets to have like this little son without having to actually do it. Yeah, you also do have a fungal entity form. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, think, that's I guess that's the, the fun part about the characters too, because like. On a on a lighthearted level, you're like, oh, this person's a, a badass. But then, like on a deeper level, you always like insert a small part of you into the character that makes yeah. them yeah. so much more fun. Yeah, to play you kind of have to, right? Like that's kind of the only way to get invested. I think you're either playing a version of yourself or you're playing kind of who you want to be. In right. A way. Hard yeah. one for me is both. <laughs> I will say the insecurity, but also he does rule. <laughs> yeah. I will say all of my characters are very interested in women. <laughs> I um, so that's always acting out something that I don't act out in my day to day life. Right. Yeah, I Caldwell, do you want to talk about your connection to Beverly a little? Um, <laughs> I do have. I I was an Eagle Scout. I I was in the Boy Scouts of America. And uh, I do have a big merit badge sash. Uh, and I like quantifiable achievement. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like making people, I, I like pleasing people and making sure people are happy and sated. That sounds like Beverly to me. Yep. All much. right, let's go on to another question. On the topic of the characters, Olivia Moody from Twitter asks, how did Moonshine get Paw Paw? Is he from a pedigree possum breeder or is he a rescue <laughs> possum? Oh wow! I think it's a. I think it's much more one of those situations. Like if you watch that cats doc, cats documentary on YouTube, like the cat just Oliver shows and up. Company or Keddy? Keddy, yeah. Okay. Um, it's like the cat just shows up every day. I think it's kind of just like Papa and Moonshine were like they just kept crossing paths, and then it was like. I don't know. Do we just team up? Okay. <laughs> I think it was like that. I was telling Emily that there is a Meemaw Gump, and that is Meemaw's possum. And oh. she's a big possum. And so a little little peek behind the screen, but Pawpaw oh. is the runt of one of Meemaw's litters. <gasps> oh, man. Wow. I didn't even know that yet. <laughs> this is great. I can't wait for us He's to all- He's a runt? Please don't have that reflected in his stats. No, he's just like he's, <laughs> he's not a strong he's, he's not actually like, you know, developmentally different than a different possum, but he's a, maybe a little crazier, maybe a little more rabid. <laughs> he didn't get quite as nourished as a child. I can't wait. wait. And another another thing is whenever there's pawpaw noises, it's usually Jake. <laughs> yeah. Jake, will you do your little pawpaw noise? <laughs> <laughs> when we were doing when we did the shout outs at the end of the last episode Emily was like Jake has to do the pawpaw shout outs <laughs> I was like I was like you got to be responsible for them you're they're your it's your possum what did you how does your pawpaw voice go Oh I didn't do it I just did like a like papa why are you like <laughs> Why are you biting at my leg? Oh, it was, it's because he wants a, to say, a, how do you do? I had a weird fantasy, uh, or not even a fantasy, I guess more of an idea. Uh, but someday <laughs> no, when we get cool. our, I understand. When you we get our first bed. ad, I want to have our coupon code be Papa. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> what a big dream. Oh, I know. What a big dream that One you ad. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it's awesome that you describe that as a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boring life, man. It's just Jake, like, on his porch looking at the sunset, being like, one day. One of these days, we'll say, enter Papa for 5% off. I just can't Come wait on, for... space. I just can't wait for everyone in our party to be dead so that it can finally be Papa Adventures. No! Oh, man. That is one thing that I don't... Murph and I haven't really come to a conclusion yet about if Papa will level up like, like an animal companion or not. 
You, I am so close to being able to talk to Papa. You are very close to being able to talk to Papa because you guys are level two right now. Yeah. At level three, if Caldwell's character, if Beverly takes the uh, Green Knight subclass, the right. Oath of Ancients, uh, you'll be able to cast Speak to Animals. You better fucking believe I'm going to do that. <laughs> do you know how? Do you know how awful it is to be with your family at dinner and they're all sharing jokes with a dog and you don't know what they're saying? It's the worst. <laughs> It's a Ugh. cool character trait. <laughs> I watched my dad talk to my dog growing up, and I always wondered what they were talking about. It's because, like, every dad does talk to the dog, but, like, this dad can actually understand what the dog's yeah, saying. Yeah, they had long, meaningful conversations by yeah. the fire. <laughs> a lot of people have been uh, say- commenting on Reddit and tweeting at me, suggesting to have Amir come on and voice Pawpaw. <laughs> but see, that makes and me I mad, because Jake is the voice of Pawpaw. But even, but even that... Papa People have been trying to give Amir my accomplishments for years. <laughs> <laughs> Papa is going to talk so much. Like soon, you guys are going That's to true. be able to speak to him. Yeah, Amir would need to be a need to want to sit with us and play D anD D for six hours at a time, uh-huh. several times, and he can't even oh. like not make fun of you. And right. plus, we already know that Amir is going to voice the uh, the resurrected dark dragon. Right. <laughs> That's right. I just realized, isn't there a druid thing that I can uh, cast, like, awakened? Can I awaken Papa at, like, a super high level? What do you mean, awaken Papa? Like, give him his own... <laughs> like, shake him? more intelligent? This is yeah. finally when you're willing to become a mother. Wait. It's like Shape of Water with you and Papa. Yeah, Emily, you, can, you could awaken Papa. Papa. Emma, you could rats of Nim Papa. I Holy think shit! So. You could Mrs. Frisbee, Papa. That's oh yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Papa's gonna invent electricity. Cool. Let's do another question. Um, this one's from the Reddit from the Prince of Fear. Love Reddit. Ooh, How terrifying. far ahead is the story planned? Is there going to be a big plot or just a bunch of mini arcs like the Moonstone Saga? Also, is character death a risk here? Hmm. I can answer that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think about it as far as how far ahead the story is planned. I don't think I wouldn't consider the Moonstone Saga like a mini arc. It's just that's the village you guys are in right now, right? Um, and you guys will still be the same characters. You'll you'll pick up clues in Moonstone that will lead you somewhere else. So everything will be connected. It's not just going to be like, oh, you guys do this and then you go on to the next thing for no reason, or you you know, get rid of these characters and roll new ones. It's going to be Moonstone will happen. You guys will do good or you'll do bad. And then things will happen based on that. And then we'll get mm-hmm. to decide where we want to go next. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, I've got, I think I have two questions. Uh, one, say, <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to answer this or if it'll be too much behind the curtain. Sure. Um, but when we were, when we snuck around that like half orc, uh, barbarian guard dude. Right. Uh, in your head, are you like, you have what's going to happen if we talk to that dude, or at least like enough backstory on that guy. Right. And enough backstory if we just ignore him and go across the river. Totally. Are you like hoping for one thing or the other? Or are you hmm. like, what's your thought process as we're deciding? So with Moonstone, I have the barbarians who have kind of their own goals. I have the green teens quest and then there are also other things going on that haven't happened yet on the on the um, podcast so I, I won't say them but basically everyone has their own goals and fears and things that they want so it's less about me being like oh if they don't talk to this guy i don't know what i'm going to do and it's more like okay this guy wants to x mm-hmm. if they stop him he won't do x if they don't stop him Maybe he will. Or maybe he would have helped. 
Right. You know what I mean? Maybe he was tired of the other barbarians. Maybe he's like more of a peace-minded druid who wants to join the other druids in Moonstone, and maybe he would have helped you guys. Right. Or... Maybe he's, he was, guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he would have turned into a bird as soon as he came near you. He and would have told, flew off and told the other barbarians. Or maybe he was super powerful and you would have fought him and he would have kicked your ass. And even though you have something for no matter what we decide to do, is there ever like a hope in your heart? Like, I hope they talk to this guy. This would be fun. Yes. For instance, at the tavern, you can kind of influence what people do by making it more tantalizing. Like Scoutmaster Denny, I wanted you guys to talk to him. You could have walked right in that bar and sat with the fishermen, which mm. would have been a little bit less interesting than Scoutmaster Denny. Just talked about fish. I don't know, man. I could really sit through some descriptions of fantasy fish. <laughs> but episode one was just us talking about fish for an hour and a half. Get this. Tuna is called Zuna. <laughs> but I think you can like encourage that stuff by being like, well, Denny's sitting by himself at the bar. So he's at the bar. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to go up and order a drink, yeah, right? right? So then I can initiate that conversation. But there's also, it's it's encouraging people to do the most interesting thing, but ultimately they'll kind of come up with the most interesting thing on your own. Yeah, it's like in a video game when like one area is really well lit and everywhere else <laughs> right. is dark. Yeah. Like, well, I yeah, guess it's I'll like, go here. You could show up to Moonstone and it could have been, and I've certainly played games where this has happened where it could be like Caldwell's character shows up and instead of running right up to hard one, he instead is just like, I don't want to go to the tavern because I'm a paladin and that uh, I, I don't want to be a place where they're serving alcohol. It's and true. I just have to be like, all right, well, he walks around. What does he see? Well, maybe he sees this half-orc druid that's sitting down by the bay. You know, oh, you still right. have all these things planned new, out. New character detail. Uh, Beverly does have a bunch of condoms that he hands out to people. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Wait, what is a fantasy condom? <laughs> yeah. What is what is, so, what is so, a condom in Bahumia look right, like? Same well, question. It would be like a lamb skin, but from like a fantasy animal. What's a good, oh, like, like an owlbear like skin? Skin, an owl bear skin. Just an owl bear's foreskin that's yeah. been stitched like up a, with a, some seagrass. Uh -huh. A possum skin. No, Beverly <laughs> keeps on looking at Papa. Yeah. I feel like owl bear, owl bear uh, foreskins are like naturally elastic, so it would just work perfectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They also have spermicide uh, naturally occurring. <laughs> oh, yeah. The oils of their, their skin discourage the growth of sperm. <laughs> so that's now canon. Yeah. Write yeah. that down. In <laughs> right. I'm, I'm yeah, typing, please write that down. I'm typing uh -huh. as we speak. Dear Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Some man. ideas. Well, let's talk about the second part of this question because uh, they asked, uh, is character death a risk here? And I will say it absolutely is no. a risk. Yes. That's another warning is, to us. Yeah. That is why. That <laughs> We've been is chastised why. week after week. <laughs> Our DM won't yeah, stop hectoring like, us to stay it's, alive. It's like after a big game, you like go to the locker room and then like you get cornered by the coach. <laughs> and they're just like, you won this time, but those were bad fundamentals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We got to talk to you by right. Coach Taylor. <laughs> You're not always going to win when you shoot the ball up from fucking midcourt. <laughs> right, but I mean, Hardwood's had a couple close calls. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think that what happened is the first game, I was super scared that I was dead, and then it turned out I was knocked out and everybody bailed me out. Um, I will say I will say that like if I had not played a lot of D&D, &D, if I didn't know that Murph would gladly kill one of my characters um, <laughs> just to teach me a lesson... I would send Papa on like spy missions and right. do like ha like fight with him and stuff like that. But because I know that the threat of death is looming, I'm very conservative and pretty much keep him in my overall bib. Which well, is yeah, I, I will say I, I I don't 
kill people as punishments. Right. I, right. I'm not being no, unfair. No, I just think that you you, you are a very fair DM. Right. I think, but I think that the podcast would be less interesting to listen to, and I think the game would be less interesting to play. Yeah. If right. If there was no danger. That's true. Sometimes, I mean, a, a lot of times things go like we have another campaign with Murph's friends from New Jersey, Bragging. and two of the people have had to re-roll new characters because one of them was turned into a werewolf and the other one was uh, accidentally sent to another astral plane. So it's like, but these were all because of stupid moves on our party's part. So it's like, they were all very fair. It it, it made sense. It was the right move as a DM. I have a question for Murph. If I die... Can I just introduce Beverly's secret twin, Sniverly? <laughs> no. The rule is you have to pick a different class. Oh, okay. Um, and you could, if you really, really were like, I really just need to play Beverly's cousin, <laughs> and I need to be a halfling druid or something that was like similar to Beverly, uh-huh. we could talk about it. But I think... I. I think it's cool when people, you know, if, if like one character goes, just make a new one instead yeah. of making a junior version of the other one. And it's going to be cool right. if one of us dies because then like we do get to have a funeral in real life with all of our listeners. <laughs> I would be so depressed if Hard One Surefoot died. It would legitimately be sad if it one would... of the characters died. Yeah. yeah. But it's I would, sad. Well, and I, I fucking ordered my that. hero from Hero Force. <laughs> I know. And it hasn't arrived yet. And, it, and I, if it comes when I'm dead, I'll be very sad. Oh, man. I don't I'll think I can handle that. But I think consequences is, is 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 what makes the game so exciting. So the fact that you failed at that bullywug call right. and uh, the whole camp was alerted, the next time you do something like that and you succeed, you guys will flip the fuck out. It's true. And the listeners will be so happy. Right. As and it'll be more to... fun when we're like talking about, like, should we try this again? And I am going to try it again and again and again. <laughs> right. I, so this is what we were talking about almost a little bit before we started recording, which is that when I re-listened to the podcast, I had thought... I had thought like, oh man, that was such a good idea of Caldwell <laughs> to make that mating call. That's such a good call. And then I re-listened to the podcast and it was me who said to make the mating call. <laughs> and I was so ashamed. <laughs> it was also funny because Jake brought up, he's like, couldn't we just snap some twigs? Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking this as you guys were like, we need to lure them out with a sound. In my head, I'm like, okay, they're going to, you know, make some sounds in the woods like they're an yeah, animal or something. Noises. So he goes <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 looks and, and uh, investigates himself. But there's something that's so funny to me, like just a pure comedy uh, about yeah. like being steamrolled by a dumber idea. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like, Absolutely. The tide is, tra- is turned like, no, no, no. We're doing a mating call. Right. <laughs> and I, right, I, I never want to discourage you guys from doing those bold moves, but I think it's fun to kind of balance yeah. the major victories in those moments and right. the major failures. And, yeah. But here's the thing, though. That would have been such a fucking awesome moment if Absolutely. had just let out a super convincing female yeah. bully walk. Yeah, you know what that makes yeah. me think of is when we when you walked into the temple of Melora uh-huh. and you're like, can I sing a song? And Murph is like, fine, roll. And you roll the fucking 20 or an 18 or something. And it was just like, brilliant. Yeah. Top 40 so like, hit. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. It's an amazing song. <laughs> and you, you had, win this round. You had a plus six to deception, right? Yeah. You had a plus six to deception. I gave you advantage. You had to get a 20, 
but you had two chances. You got to roll two die to roll a 14 or higher. So that's still pretty I good got odds. really close, yeah. And and I will say as far as like character death or consequences or anything like that, I would never have, you know, you do that and then all of a sudden spears come out of <laughs> everywhere and you fight 30 bullywugs. It's right. like the scouting party was alerted. They came after you guys. Now that after that happened, you guys have made another crazy decision to run towards the camp. Now you might die. <laughs> no, know that if we die, it will be because we've committed some grave sin. <laughs> yeah, you have to commit. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a it's like a two strike rule. Basically, uh-huh. you can do one thing really stupid. Consequences will happen. If then after that, while you're barely alive from that consequence, Learning you do no something lessons. stupid again, then you might die. <laughs> Let's get to another question. I will, wait, I also want to say one thing since we're talking about that because I just feel so, feel like I really, uh, really fudged it. I mean, I stand by the decision, but... Uh, I also had no clue that the gong was to alert yeah. right. other Which made it... bullywogs. I thought, oh, that's a ritualistic gong. Yeah. That's going to be for when they... We are... <laughs> it made <laughs> a lot of sense be... in retrospect, but like, it, it, didn't, a... it did not occur to us at no. all. No. That's very funny because it, it just goes to show you... It, Nothing you ever goes the way you think DM. it's going to go. <laughs> I was like, they'll see this guy and they'll know that they need to sneak up to him and get him before he Wait, rings I, the gong. Oh, cool. He has a gong. Yeah. He must be in a band. I yeah. Thought, right. I thought that the dude was like there for the ritual, waiting for the kids to be brought to Yeah, yeah that's what I thought too. I was like, that gong's going to get wrong, and then they're going to eat the kids. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I thought the gong started the ritual. So wrong on the gong. The wrong gong. Um, Wrong gong. So uh, some of these questions were a little bit longer, uh, but we shortened them a little bit uh, just so we could get to more questions. But Just Claire on Reddit asked, Murph specific, uh, how worried are you that story elements you spend minutes, hours, days planning will just get skipped by the party entirely? (laughs) How much would you try to coax them into doing a specific thing without using too heavy a hand? Oh, that's Um, sort of asked this question. I think we kind of talked about this, but I kind of just set up uh, you know, you you lay out breadcrumbs. You basically, you try to give them like three really great choices and you hope that they go down one of those paths. And usually people <laughs> do. Sometimes you'll get somebody that'll just be like, I want to get a haircut. And you'll be like, fuck. Now I have to just pull <laughs> right. a barber character Yo, out I of I feel like that's shit. the person that like when a magician is like, pick a card, any card, they like try to pick one from the bottom, like just to <laughs> fuck up the trick. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, they just take the bow tie off the magician. Yeah. I mean, I guess I ask, I'll ask you guys, do you guys kind of feel like you can do anything? Almost to a scary degree. <laughs> yes. I feel like I can do anything, but also just I... I think all of us want to go on the coolest adventure. Yeah. yeah. And I think we also all like being together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to like, like. I always like just want to be part of the group and make sure everyone's safe. Mm-hmm. So that is a good directive to have in terms of like, I'm not going to be like, I jump off the cliff. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, I guess I can totally imagine people playing like that, but it yeah. would not be fun. To yeah. I also never want to, like, I know, like, some, I don't like people, aren't there, like, really annoying, like, characters or people who are, like, just, like, basically, like, what do they call murder hobos or something like uh, yeah, that? Yeah, murder. Yeah, murder hobos are people who just ride into town and just kill whoever disagrees with them or is rude to them or anything like that. And they kind of don't do quests and just run into cities and just, it becomes GTA essentially. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I don't get that. I right. wanna I want to, when I play video games, I want to open every single uh, chest and armoire and drawer that I possibly can. I want to talk to every NPC that I can. And that's like how I like to play D&D too. Yeah. 
I want to know, Murph, is there like one tavern we can go to where if we like find a secret wall, there's like a black void space and there's going to be a treasure chest there like in Final Fantasy? <laughs> there are there are treasures in secret places. What? I do have, I do have plans. Treasures I, it's, abound? It's not... I'm I'm not encouraging you guys to like show up to the kids. Fuck the kids. We're finding the treasure. We're heading back to Moonstone, and I'm looking under that druid. Oh shit! I bet you he's sitting sitting on a diamond. (laughs) (laughs) There's always you know hints to things like the big things, right? So. You would never, if you, for like instance, went into the tavern. In the is a fucking jewel. The thing, you guys are. <gasps> what? You guys let's know what the thing glowing in the, in the bay is. Yeah, let's it's go get that. No, it's, the, it's a trident. It's, it's a like trident. a staff. Let's yeah. go get that we trident. Get we should get that trident. Yeah. yeah, we're murder this hobos is murder, now. This is murder, be- murder hobo behavior. <laughs> yeah, no, You're just going to steal the. Oh, yeah. Or you turn us into murder hobos. No, this will be fun. We'll steal it, but then like we'll see all the fishermen looking sad and we'll be like, okay. We'll have a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. What if we steal it, then give it to the fishermen? That's oh. cool. And they just put it back in the, the fishermen. <laughs> yeah, They're right. like, please, uh, we benefit from this So this is, here. this is an we example. stealing it and giving it to them. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, so oh, this is thank an, you, great heroes. <laughs> this is kind of an example of like how people can play in different ways, right? Yeah. So if you guys were, you know, if you guys showed up to this town and you were like, wait, there's a staff at the bottom of the water. I want to go out and I want to try to find it. There is a way that you guys could maybe get down there and get it, but then you might have to fight Shay or something. Like the druids oh, of the town, you'd oh God, get I'll into, never fight and then you guys her. would be bad guys. You I know just want to be under her downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to go from downward dog to plank, giving me little kisses along the way. Oh, man. <laughs> just see her go through I the I just want her to cook, cook me dinner. Ooh, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. 
Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they have the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> uh, C. Urbensky13 from Reddit asks Caldwell, do you come Yo. up with Bev's pledges, creeds on the spot, or do you think <laughs> of them before and recite them in the story as it fits them? That's giving me so much credit. No, I, I like write them out in advance, uh, <laughs> which is arguably more impressive. I think that's cooler, yeah. man. All right, I do. I do like, I try to, yeah, I, I try to come up with like one or so every couple episodes and I do write them out in Google Docs and then before we start I write them out on a green note card. So do you I've, remember I've the Green Teen's you. Creed? Oh, I don't know if I could recite it off the top of my head. A green teen is never mean uh, something something sight unseen. Our something our hearts serene <laughs> to glean the sheen of a light unseen. There it something is. Something wow. like that. You're a better green teen than I am. <laughs> I'm kind of inspired by that. Now I think that Moonshine is going to start referencing um, Crick songs. I know. I, I just want to. I, one day I want to show up here with note cards. I think that's my goal. <laughs> I, I want to have a fucking folder. Hey, Jake, maybe your note cards can just have like what your abilities are. <laughs> maybe you could just use like your action surge one time or your second win. I don't know. People have, people have potions for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god one day hard one day perhaps hard one will return to iron deep and we'll get to meet all his uh you know his foster oh parents god, and his family it's and all so that. fun that we have like three his homes. first girlfriend yeah. oh, wait you're straight up orphaned you might meet your actual parents someday oh that'd be yeah. cool i was left on the base of the mountain do you think that hard one's first girlfriend was a dwarf i think he's only ever fucked dwarves yo Whoa. that's awesome I, he's, and I he's fucked women with beards right i wonder and that's i like awesome. have I haven't decided in my head if I like if I guess he's already expressed that your character is hot, so maybe he thinks that he could just think a bunch. I mean, that's the fun part about D and D is you can think a bunch of different uh, (laughs) creatures are hot. Oh yeah, druids are hot, but nothing's hotter than a dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, druids are hot, but their faces are so mm, smooth. It's gross. It's like a kitchen counter. Hard one just has like a buried childhood crush that he can't get over. That's just a beautiful (laughs) dwarf woman. His first love. The one that broke his heart. I just can't wait for the very awkward dinner that we all have at my house. This is a case where oh. I am actually going to type out uh, <laughs> Hard One's Lost Dwarf Love. <laughs> okay, I'm, so, I'm so excited. Just nestling into like your beard when you're sleeping, yeah. Yeah, our, be- our beard's entwined. Oh, <laughs> Nothing's purer than that. Whoa. It really is. It's beautiful. New relationship goals. Yeah. Braid each other's beards. <laughs> uh, another question from Reddit. Lake Griffey asks, um, he, uh, this person asked a few questions, so I'll just I'll just do I'll do a couple of them because one of them is just real quick. Uh, a lot of people have actually asked us how we generated our ability scores, uh, whether we did the standard array where we use the preset numbers or if we rolled for them. We rolled for we rolled, we rolled a bunch of dice. We rolled them. We rolled them, um, but I think the total of the basic numbers that they give you is 72, so I try to make sure it's not too much in either direction. And I remember when Jake first rolled hard one, your total was like 95 or something. (laughs) It was really high. You had like, yeah, you had like 
three eighteens or something, yeah. which is insane. You so we literally a- just took like five points off of. Which in some retrospect, of your stuff. I'm very pissed about. <laughs> now that I've been knocked out twice, I almost died. You would have had like a plus four in wisdom, which would have been insane for hard one. <laughs> oh no! I think so. It's good that we took that away. Yeah. Actually, I think ultimately I, uh, my character should be dumb because <laughs> it's <laughs> hard for me to play smart without being that. That is true. I actually have never played a character who's like super smart because I just don't even like the like the idea of like be, playing a character who's really well spoken and convincing is just right. like oh I have to role play that I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I will also say hard one's not dumb though because you're True. you're specifically playing True. a character that's kind of the sensible one. Like Moonshine right. and Beverly always want to do crazy stuff. Well, I think that right. that definitely helps from like me me not knowing too much about the world. So I I'm drawing from your part your story to like to make decisions. And dwarves are steadfast and stubborn. Yeah, yeah. so cool. it makes sense. I love it. Uh, second part of Lake Griffey's uh, question was... You're like was, Aragorn with a side of Gimli. Oh, my oh. <laughs> The perfect man. Uh, Aragorn you with Gimli's of, beard. Yeah. It kind of is what's going on here. Yeah. That's all I'd ever want. Uh, Lake Griffey also asked, uh, what surprised you most when you played D&D for the first time? Is that for all of us or for That's Jake? That's for all, all of you guys, I guess. Hmm. I'll say the first time I ever played D&D, it's like the very first moment when you're like, when you just say, okay, I do this. And in your mind, you're like, is anyone going to stop me from doing this? Like, <laughs> And you can just do it is like, that's the moment that, that's the moment that either you get hooked or you aren't into D&D. I think for me, it was when I played D&D and then I drew everyone's character and everyone respected me for having a skill. (laughs) That's beautiful. So, Jake, your first time ever playing D&D was literally the first episode of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think a couple things And he's only getting worse. (laughs) I'm dying more and more. I feel like... I kind of knew I was going to like it, but I did not anticipate like the pure unbridled joy that's associated with it. <laughs> it is, it's like addicting. There was that, yeah. there was a night where our plan was to play for like two hours we, or two, two Yeah, games. we were going to get yeah. like a session or two in for and an episode. And we just like basically played until midnight because, and after we were done playing, we were just like downstairs talking about what we were going to do next time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that was when, when that night ended, I was kind of like, oh, like one more. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe and that, we should do one more. Yeah, I would have done one more. Yeah. I probably would have done it until Fuck. the morning. Yeah. That was um, a good-ass night. We ate cheeseburgers, too. It was a great night. <laughs> Fuck. It was a great night. Every other day sucks, okay? I think, I think the, the other thing that uh, surprised me, even though, like, I still don't get a lot of it, 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 it was surprisingly easy to, like, fall into step, especially playing with uh, you guys since you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think that, you know, I, and I've seen a lot of people tweeting about this or posting on the Reddit, people asking how to play. You just have to play. Like, you just kind of pick it up as you go along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the rule, especially as a player, the rules really aren't that complicated. As a caster, it gets a little bit more difficult. Right. But even as a DM, it's like, yeah, you'll make mistakes and only you will know your mistakes, kind of. <laughs> right. You yeah, know? you just need a basic understanding of the rules. You don't need to... And you listen to our, and like everybody listening right now listens to the show, probably. Uh, yeah. It's not like a tightly scripted, no. immaculate thing. Like, <laughs> right. And yeah. Murph you're allowed lies to like discuss. Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to I'm discuss liar, things and yeah. ask questions. And yeah. even you guys would play forever. You're like, uh-huh. oh, what? Like, what do I add to that, or what? Which dice do I roll for that? Yeah, and it part is of spell. Best description I've heard of it is collective storytelling. So, like, if you were like, oh, I want to DM, but like, I'm scared. I don't know all the rules. Yeah, like you don't have to. You guys, you as a group, can kind of make up the rules. 
to a certain extent. There, there's yeah. malleability within the rules. Yeah, you can do like house rules a little bit, sure. Yeah, yeah, and then I think as as a DM, you also learn once you learn the basic rules, you can kind of apply that to everything. Like when um, Beverly decided to use the snake fang to stab the frog, right? You just had to take a second and kind of think. You had to be like, well, this is this is something I'm gonna have to pull out of my ass. But okay, <laughs> no, let's think about it. So it's a fang, so it'll work like a dagger. What's a dagger? It's a D4 plus your modifier, right? So that's how that works. Plus, it would also do probably some poison damage. So I give him a D6 of poison damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's balanced and stuff. Caldwell yeah. gets to feel like he improvised something cool. Which he did, which he did. It was cool. Feel. It was cool. It was dangerous. Yeah, you bitch slapped someone with you that. You did bitch slap yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. with a fang, which is pretty dope. I will say, though, that's also one of the fun things about uh, playing is, like, it's, maybe it's because I often play with uh, Murph as my DM, so it's like kind of like my husband. So I have like a bit of like that. <laughs> a little bit. I have a bit of, but it's like fun to throw stuff <laughs> I think at you. Also has that, which is <laughs> just from doing Ip Book Club and stuff together. Yeah. I think you guys are my rebellious children. Yeah. And weirdly <laughs> enough, Jake is probably the good boy. Yeah. No, but he'll get there though. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh yeah, Jake's true. gonna join the nasty boy squad. Don't worry. But that's that's always the fun part to be like, I wanna do this. And then seeing like the gears work in your head where you're like, okay, well, you'd have to roll. I'll give it to you if you can roll like that's gonna be like a DC 19 bluff check or something like that. Right. Like, being a I DM like is absolutely just like being a dad where you have to like bargain with your children. We're like, if you do your chores, I'll give you this treat. And yeah. for us, the treats are like getting to do something cool if we do a good enough roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very, we're very lucky that you're willing to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's also, we were talking before about like consequences and everything. And I think kind of the way I think about it is that your players are as badass as like Legolas, but they're not Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't do completely insane shit that breaks the world and makes it so there's no consequences. But you could ride a shield down some stairs yeah. and try to crash through people. Yeah. But That's also, something you could do. Legolas but also, I like, the, I like that loophole. One of the beautiful loopholes in D&D is that like a nat 20 like oh, yeah. bumps you up. It's not like you go from 19 to 20. Like a nat 20 will let you do shit that you normally could not do. Yeah, you do Michael Jordan long arm dunk. Yeah. So you that's when you get like, <laughs> so I feel it's like. Michael Jordan in Space Jam, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Bugs well, Bunny Well, a nat 20 is I feel like nat 20 is like your Bugs Bunny moment. Almost. No, no. It's not. Obviously, nat you 20... couldn't do something physically, like physically insane that like defied the laws of physics. Yeah. But I think that like you get to do something that your character couldn't do otherwise. I will say that making a toad fall in love with you is pretty bugs. Bugs Bunny. As far as <laughs> go. Well, no. It, well, that's that's the thing, right? If you were like, I want to seduce this bully one, yeah, and you rolled a twenty, that's yeah. it, it's not going to work no matter what. Should have done True. that. Yeah, True. that's not right. going to work no matter what. A mating call, on the other hand, mm-hmm. if you roll a nat twenty on a mating call, then you just did a fucking brilliant mating call, and yeah. this bullywog thinks that there's another bullywog out in the swamp. You could get the bullywog to jerk off. But you can't get <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm time. saying. That's my point. Is I do feel like you would get the bullywog to uh-huh. jerk off. Right. I'll give, you, I'll give you a hand job. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hand job, but I'm not going to blow you. <laughs> exactly how this goes. That's the difference between a nineteen and a twenty foot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those were from Lake Griffey. I also want to thank Lake Griffey because Lake Griffey has been answering people's questions on the Aww. Reddit who oh, want to be DMs and stuff. So I think that's very cool valuable part of this uh, yeah. little community that we have so far. I, I really want to be able to encourage more people to DM. So I, I really appreciate your work. Let's see here. 
Somebody asked, I realize these are, now Now I realize these are a lot of uh, DM questions. That's fine. It's okay. Answer. But That's we fine. can we can all kind of talk about it. Um, somebody said, if when you do another campaign, will you switch up? Who will be the DM? Oh, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I am. I have been vaguely interested. However, I have many hobbies, and I see the way that being a DM has taken over Murph's life, and I don't know that I would have the time for it. I sometimes I, wonder. I DM like a. I wouldn't call it DMing, but I I run like a vague campaign for uh, Drafi called Draga, which is like a drawing based version of Dungeons and Dragons where uh instead of uh rolling dice you essentially just like draw what you want to do. Um and I really enjoy doing that. So I I could definitely be tempted to uh to try that out. But I also am like Emily and have a, a lot going on. <laughs> so yeah. I would I mean obviously no. I could not damn for a very very long time. But I will say that it would be very fun to play with you as a We as should a do we oh. should do bonus episodes maybe. Hey, oh, where, where we do one, one of us, shots where you guys I DM. would definitely DM a one shot. That'd be fun as hell. Uh-huh. That'd be super cool cuz that'd be fun to play with Murph just as, yeah. like you having Papa <laughs> <laughs> or your own version of it. Yeah, it is it is interesting when you're when you're doing something like this because the dynamic would kind of change completely. Right. And so for us to all play together and let's say that we do a full campaign that lasts a couple years and everybody gets up to level 20 and there's some big epic boss fight and you guys save the world or whatever and we've done, you know, hundreds of episodes together or something to then completely <laughs> change it. Yeah. Seems kind of crazy, but I, you know, but I think we could also experiment with yeah. it. I feel like an interesting question here is Murph, you play multiple characters, but you also DM multiple campaigns. Which do you prefer, or is that even, or is that like not even, is it not about that? I think I kind of, I, I prefer DMing, but it's all, I feel like it's only really possible to give your heart and soul to like one campaign. Like when I'm mm. DMing, now that I'm DMing this. Our kind of New Jersey crew is suffering. Oh bit. no! Thank God I'm not suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, New Jersey. <laughs> Do they know? I yes, because okay. we haven't we haven't been playing as often, and um, you know, also when it's not being recorded, right? You also don't need to be quite as consistent, so right. you can be like, I the have a kind of a there. general idea of what's going here, yeah, and yeah. then I can shoot from the hip a bit. Absolutely. Whereas when we're all playing together, Moonstone, I know it like the back of my hand. So you guys, <laughs> you guys can say, wow. I want to go try to talk to this person or I want to go find yeah. this or something, I will have an answer for that. And that's a lot of work to true. Like, Wait, know the... I do this wanna... is fun. I want to ask about Moonstone. Oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is there a brothel in Moonstone? There is not a brothel in Moonstone. Is there an ice cream store? There is not an ice cream store. Fuck. <laughs> what, what are... Uh, how many restaurants are there in Moonstone? Yeah, that's a good Moonstone? question. There's not... There's uh, the Hungry Trout Inn and Tavern and there is a, another like smaller inn. Is there an egg slot? food at. It's right. a very, it's a very, very small village. What kind of food? Yeah, do they have it's coffee mostly in Bohemia? They have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a flat white? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go up to Mishka and order, <laughs> order a tea, a complicated order a latte, tea. order a green tea. <laughs> no eggs. Like when I asked her no. if I if her largest beer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, somebody somebody asked a question that is kind of interesting, and perhaps we can all weigh in. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, uh, this is Cult of the Helix Fossil. 
Okay. Great, great oh, name uh, from Reddit. Little Twitch plays Pokemon throwback. Uh, said that uh, they're DMing right now, uh, and we've had some issues with characters not getting along. Players work together, but personality types of characters clash, making me worried that one character is going to end up just killing another and ending the campaign Whoa. without metagaming too much. How how do you or would you handle infighting among the party? How do you plan to make sure this party hmm. stays as a party rather than just disbanding? This Damn. is crazy shit. I will say that there was one session for one campaign that me and Murph are in, and the, but Murph does not DM it, and things got tense, and we had to like text each other afterwards to be like, hey, uh, <laughs> we're all cool, right? Well, Whoa, I think that's the damn. key. That's the key, right? Is like talking to the other players. So I would encourage uh-huh. this, I would encourage this person, uh, Cult of the Helix Fossil, to talk to your players. Yeah, you guys don't feel like. Do you guys think there's going to be big tension with like hard one and I cannot imagine and it really doesn't Beverly like in the it. future. I cannot imagine a world where any of my D and D characters like doesn't like another. Right. This I mean, is so much fun to play. Yeah. I can't quite imagine like sitting sitting here rolling dice and being in a bad mood <laughs> because somebody's been mean to my human raised by dwarves. Why? Well, I, I think like I mean again at the end of the day it's about telling a story and like. Uh, any good story needs a little conflict. So right. like, I think that I think that that in and of itself can be fun to mm-hmm. like kind of inject oh, yeah. that conflict. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't think we're gonna get like mad at each other. And I think like if if you you can find a way for that conflict to be fun, it seems like maybe this group is like just kind of like uh, roadblocking each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wonder. I would I would maybe encourage the DM to like kind of reach out to people individually or like to try to kind of figure out like. Oh, is this person mad because it feels because they feel like they're trying to make yeah. a move and then this other person is like railroading it, in which case you could reach out to the other person and be like right. you know, like it's maybe like DMing life in addition to the game. Yeah. 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 Well kind of the, the classic D and D problem is the paladin versus the rogue, right? Right. Yeah. Because sometimes you have somebody who wants to play and they wanna be a hero. They wanna do the good stuff and they wanna conquer all the quests and save people and stuff. And then you have other people that just wanna do whatever they want. So for instance, it could cause infighting if you guys are in that bar in the first episode and you guys are fighting the barbarians and stuff and then somebody in the party is like, let's kill Mishka and steal whatever's behind the bar. Right. It's like, that's fucked up. I well, think that yeah. would piss me off as a player. Yeah. Or if one of them tried to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> I, you oh just my have gosh. to remind everybody that Aragorn was once Strider, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> he was wandering that's through Middle so, Earth alone. That's so true. And he, he didn't rise to his yeah. uh, his rightful his rightful throne until he partnered with uh, Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, and until he learned how to work yeah. as a team. Mm-hmm. I actually think that that is the ni- just to be serious for a second. I think that is the nice thing about D anD D is that it does it kind of like teaches you it gets you out of the mindset of like I'm the hero of the story. I'm the main character. Yeah, and it's like. Everyone's involved. Communication. The other thing that gets you out of uh, I'm the hero of this story mindset is uh, being knocked out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, help me with your Uh potion. I think another solution might be to just like roast those two members in a separate group chat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just like, oh my God. That's really good advice, though. Just start a group (laughs) chat with just like the two members who are fighting and then be like, hey, like, I see see that tension. Let's talk. We've also had. You know, I, I think if it plays into the story and if everybody's having fun, it can be a good thing, but it can't. Absolutely. But when you don't want to have 
too much player versus player combat because then they're just you know you, you don't, don't do want shit. you don't want to have not doing you're, then you're not uh-huh. doing anything and then people can be real cheap asses like yeah. if you guys just decided to kill each other you guys could just decide while you're camping for a long rest it's just like hard one tries to chop moonshine's head off I uh-huh never. i would oh never even papa would don't. kill me Go- goku and vegeta <laughs> were like number one enemies and now like they babysit each other's kids right so it's like Whoa. anything's possible that's beautiful <laughs> Can I get that on a T-shirt, a bumper sticker, a, a, some juicy sweatpants? <laughs> we had Just all that on the butt. The entire ass. We had a fun <laughs> conflict in one campaign that we played, where um, Emily's character and a few of the other characters got into a bar fight with uh, a dude that they didn't need to get into a bar fight with. They just got into a fight with him. He mm, could, I'd say he, we he was being rude, but like him. Han Solo rude, not yeah. like evil rude. Um, yeah, he needed to learn a lesson. <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's my closed-minded religious cleric. So Anyway, yeah. they got into a fight with this... Uh, She's this, also a huge drunk. This dude. <laughs> she got into a fight with this dude in this bar, and he had all of his friends there. It was like his hangout spot. So him and his friends beat the shit out of the whole party, knocked everyone out, stole all of their stuff, and threw them out into the street. So then one of the characters had to go make a deal with this, like, evil shadow organization, and he essentially had to sell his soul to help get everybody's stuff back. So then that character became evil. So he's an NPC now. So you can kind of turn these conflicts into ways that... The game is still fun, yeah. Without having it be PvP, problem solving, right? Yeah, I guess maybe maybe that's the thing is like, are they getting mad at each other because their characters are getting mad at each other? In which case, like, you can work with that. Or are they getting mad at each other because they, as people, are yeah. like pissed at each other? That's... In which case, you're gonna have to start that separate group right. text, right? <laughs> like, if you're playing with somebody who's playing lawful good and they get pissed anytime somebody lies or anytime somebody drinks or anytime somebody does something that's rude. That's really annoying. But if you're playing a chaotic neutral and you, you know, stab everybody or you just go steal stuff everywhere you get, that's annoying too because then that makes the whole party a bunch of, you know, stupid ruffians. Yeah. I love that this has turned into like relationship talk with Adam Carolla. <laughs> this is like love line. Yeah. This is love line for groups of uh, four to seven. <laughs> uh, I love how, wait, can I just like briefly say, I'm looking at how we're all sitting in the room right now. And if you took a picture, like each of the ways that we're sitting, like fully represents how our characters act in the game. <laughs> <laughs> your, your posture is perfect, leaning forward towards the mic. I am like sitting in a chair like it's a hammock. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and Jake has an axe. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one uh, might be our last question uh, because I am not going to answer it at all because I don't want to give you guys any kind of spoilers. I just want to hear you guys talk about Ooh. it. Uh, this is from Reddit. Username 456123. Nice. Classic reference. That was available. Classic. Says, so the original three heroes of Bohemia are in hiding. Does that mean it would be possible for Hard One, uh, Beverly, and Moonshine to run into them? That would be really interesting. I. Absolutely. Definitely want to run into them. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, too. I want to have, like, a um, Luke Skywalker on Octo moment with uh, the the paladin. 
That's what I was thinking is like I'd love to run into them like almost like beards grown out, like disillusioned look in their eyes, like drinking too much. What if we all met up with like the corresponding heroes and we did like separate training missions with them? (laughs) No, but I would say being separate in D&D is always really disappointing. Oh, yeah. It's hard. It's hard because like you're kind of sitting around um, cracking like excellent jokes while they're doing like cool action stuff, and like your jokes are like super good, <laughs> but you feel like you're missing out. But you out. also like want to get in there. Yeah, our characters like probably worship these these heroes, right? Like I, yeah. I know that hard one is like super into the dwarf guy. Absolutely. What's like, the dwarf guy's name? Ulfgar. Yeah, Ulfgar, yeah. Ulfgar who's a fighter. It's like uh, a Alanis. drawing of Ulfgar on his cave wall back home. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he should get an Ulfgar calf tattoo. Uh, that's really I wish good. I will do it. Yeah, well, you, have, you guys have yet to prick me with something. What was, what was the tattoo that I was going to get? Opa Aladdin stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next episode I should get the, I should get the tattoo. Yeah, you should meet a, a tattoo-mancer. I think, I think Beverly definitely has like an action figure of uh, the paladin character. You mean the mm-hmm. cleric? Oh, yeah, the cleric. Yeah, it's a, it's a cleric. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Theala. Yeah. Then there's Ulfgar. That's the dwarf fighter. And mm-hmm. then there's Alanis, who is the elf wizard. It's definitely closer to a Barbie doll, but he likes it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, I don't think Moonshine would idolize any of them, but I think it's just out of ignorance. I think she just hasn't like been exposed to them enough because <laughs> right. she's been living in that insular crick until yeah. it went amiss mm-hmm. and then had to wander out a bit. Yeah. I can't wait for us all to go to the Crick someday. Oh, oh man. Me too. <laughs> After all we've heard about the Crick, amazing <laughs> hospitality. But what's amiss? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on at the Crick? I want us to go there and it's like a wet and wild theme park. It was never actually a Crick. <laughs> <laughs> It's very, it's very built up. It's just like a wizard casts an illusion of a crick, and we've all been worshiping it <laughs> and bathing in it daily. That's why we smell like shit because we think we're bathing in water. Yeah, but it's, it's just, just a, a sewage solution. plant. It's <laughs> crawling with pawpaws. <laughs> this is a possum infestation. <laughs> this isn't a crick. This is a... <laughs> this is a little possum hive. Um, cool guys, those are all the questions I have prepped. Was yeah. there anything? Uh, oh, uh, the only thing that somebody I don't have the name ready, but somebody asked like what merit badges I have and I have been keeping a tally. Really? Oh, uh, this is I great. have a list. I don't have it with me, but I, I would like to give this opportunity for the group to decide uh, which merit badges I have that I haven't mentioned yet. Oh. Are there any merit badges? The only one that I was thinking of is I like giving Beverly merit badges that uh, seem cool at first, but are actually super lame. So like, I don't know how to play the violin, but I have violin appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> So just That's like really funny. Yeah, just like knowledge of things, but not not any uh, application. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I, like is there? I mean, you were uh, were you an Eagle Scout? You yeah. said before. Um, oh, there's some really lame ones. Yeah, are, like you have maps drawing, but not but not maps reading. reading. Yeah, <laughs> definitely cartography, but definitely not like uh, navigation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think about like the fire l- putting out, but not starting. <laughs> One hundred percent. I have. A, I had a badge called like emergency preparedness, which was just like it was not how to administer like first aid or anything. Just it was just like how kid. to yeah how to identify that someone's having a heart attack, not how to fix it. Oh, <laughs> I'm really good at calling nine one one. I would say Beverly would definitely have some kind of manners badge or oh, something. Oh yeah, like an oh, etiquette badge right. for sure. Maybe like utensil identification. I feel like yeah. I've got like a whole section of my sash for that. Right. Yeah, like you know how to you know how to cut and prepare uh, like 
uh, game. Like, yeah. If we oh yeah, dressing. but you don't know how to kill any of it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Certainly or not. Or cook it because yeah. you don't have your cooking right. badge. But you we can know carve that. it <laughs> very, very evenly. I think that's there's so like... funny if you know how to carve a cooked bird, but you don't know how to cook it. <laughs> I don't know how to build the trap. <laughs> I think that there's like a whole section. I think there's probably like sections that are required to like move up in the ranks, and one of them is just called Little Gentleman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be kind of fun if you just had an emotional openness one. Oh, absolutely. So that like like a vulnerability badge or something like that <laughs> just because it'd be fun for you to be like look I know how to do this. I have this badge. It's also very fun. Like anytime I do something sincere for me to just instantly like put a little booklet in your face and be like, that was actually just requirements for this badge. (laughs) Is there, do you have a badge that you are hoping for? Is there like one badge that you want more than anything? Um, The the cooking badge, as we mentioned, I do not have the cooking badge. I hope you really suck at it for a while. (laughs) It'd be really funny if you're like this badass who's like just felling uh, creatures and you can't get your cooking badge. <laughs> Decapitating shit. I also loved that uh, we were talking about how, because you know, in the player's manual and stuff, yeah. and, and you get to choose your subclass at level three mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to talk to animals. And I was like, well, you'll probably become a junior green knight once you can talk to animals. And your response is very funny, which is like, yeah, I think I need my animal relations badge. Animal relations badge <laughs> is... Which is so funny to call it animal. It just sounds like you're fucking... Animals. That's the only one mating call right there. To I have, me, it sounds like you're booking a trip for an animal. <laughs> God, yeah. Once I once I get that skill, I'm gonna be so much better at mating calls. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there is gonna be it. such an uptick in shenanigans once Beverly can <laughs> speak to fucking animals. Yeah, dude. Oh man, that's gonna be every. Even though you're this powerful paladin, every single Beverly turn is gonna be like. Um, can I do a perception check if there are any that animals is around? my shit. Yeah. <laughs> that really wants to talk Murph to a worm. Like, yeah, yeah. Murph will be like, I don't know, I guess there's a worm. Cool, I talk to the worm. Yeah, it's gonna be like, are there any beetles about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, in addition to mapping out the NPCs in the town, I need to think of every bug that, <laughs> that Beverly might speak to. Oh, yeah. That's you a ladybug. Know, you know the Beverly's. Wait, am I? I'm going to be able to speak to animals too. I yeah, bet. God damn it! Oh man! Wow, we're going to have a real fucking zoo of a time. Uh-huh. It's going to be great because you guys are going to have to translate for a hard one because I'm also going to want to talk to the animals. Yep, we're going to have so many inside jokes. It's going to be great. Edward's going to definitely be laughing like he understood as well. <laughs> ah, that horse is funny. I know. Yeah. Uh, yep, I can also understand that horse. <laughs> I hard just needed I to speak a little louder. What did the horse say, Bev? <laughs> I know who your parents are, hard one. Did <laughs> uh, the horse say something about me? Nah, no, no. <laughs> That'd be really funny. He was like, hard one. <laughs> okay, I know that that horse is talking about me. That's just <laughs> He made my fucking name that time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you made my name <laughs> cool guys so I think we're gonna wrap it up uh, thank you again for all the reviews we'll continue to do bonus episodes as we hit certain benchmarks and stuff I think we'll we'll announce it on the actual uh, episodes of the podcast yep. what kind of uh, bonus episodes and stuff we're thinking about doing but um, we appreciate all your questions right. we're gonna go on the reddit r not another D&D podcast and we will answer more questions anything we didn't get to yeah maybe that's right. And if you leave another review with the five stars, we'll give you the shout out. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll give you the shout out yeah. next episode. We already had a bunch at the end of um, this last episode that just came out. They are fun. They are fun. 
You guys did a great job. They were very funny. Thank you. It's just like a chance to write in another person's voice. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There were also a lot of people asking about, um, you know, I I know we had a bunch of DM questions and stuff here, but there were even more asking how to play and how they can find people to play with and everything. And I would love to, you know, I don't know, maybe even once a week or something, I can do like an ask me anything or whatever. And we can talk about DMing and stuff because it's been super cool seeing people like, you know, we had one person send us a picture of them uh, holding the player's, the player's handbook. handbook. They just yeah. bought it. I love People that People are getting shit. into yeah, D&D. Yeah, somebody commented, I think it was, their name was K-Said in Reddit. It was just like, I'm uh-huh. after never played they listen to the podcast and now they want to start a campaign. Yeah, yeah. it seems yeah, there's awesome. so many there's so many of those people on the subreddit. You guys should play together. Like, I, oh, and we're happy to kind of help facilitate that. It's also just a super fun way to hang out with your friends. Yeah, yeah. We have multiple groups that we just go to cabins, play forever. It's just a great way to hang out with friends. Right, too. but even but we also play on Skype uh, yes. with our friends across the country. With the Jersey people. So if you guys, you know, on the subreddit are interested in playing, um, maybe I'll set up a thread or something where. Um, we can have volunteer DMs, or people people can also learn right. how to DM. It's not as hard as it seems. You just have to read one book. And also, if everybody is if everybody is learning together, then everybody's patient. And if it's you know, I, I think this community and this fandom and stuff will be cool, nice people. Yeah, because yeah, that's positive. Kind of, it better be what yeah. we hope to facilitate. So let's get some more DMs and let's get some not another D and D podcast games going, people. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, thank you. Um, Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, all the questions. And thank you, uh, David sent me a DM screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, Listener David. Cool. Thank you. It was so dope. I have the regular 5e DM screen, which has so much useless information on it. Uh, David sent me a new one, so now I got lots of pertinent, pertinent shit. If you want to send us stuff, you can do it at 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. If you send us miniatures, I'll paint them because I have a painting. Uh, I ordered my miniatures, so I I I know. That was a a group text where Jake kept sending a picture (laughs) of this this miniature he designed, and he's like, I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. (laughs) And I was like, by the way, I have miniature painting set. You could paint it. And he was like, (laughs) ordering it so fast. (laughs) I did order it instantly. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, but um, check out our other projects. Uh, Emily and I have a book out, Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Your Emergency Contact. It's a satirical relationship advice book. Obviously, listen to this next episode of this podcast yeah. when it comes out on Subscribe. Thursday. Yeah. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell Five your stars. Friends. Uh, tell your friends, by the way, is a really great way to uh, get people, get other converts and play. Right. Oh. Yeah. And the more, the more attention this gets, the more people that listen to this, the more episodes we'll do, the more bonus episodes we'll do. Yeah. No, but Jake has a great point, which is like, if you're like, oh, I really want to play D&D, but I don't know anyone who knows it, just have them listen to this. Maybe and we, then, if we convinced you, we might convince your friends. Oh, yeah. Then you can, then if all your friends get into it, then you book a fucking cabin and you're like, let's give this a fucking whirl. Yeah. Yeah. Book a cabin with your friends. <laughs> all right, guys. Listen to If I Were You. Watch Drawfee. Listen to Ape It Book Club. Call again. Anything else? Hashtag NADPod on Twitter. Uh, if you want to talk about the show. We're also going to try Someone suggested an Instagram for all the cool art, and I'm going to try to make that. Yeah, and we'll have, if, if people want to be featured on there, we'll have yes, them Yes, I'll it contact you. I won't yeah. put it on there without permission, of course. Cool. Thanks, Sweet. guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, may the Baba Yaga not take you this night. May Bahamut keep you. Hello or bless. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>